and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. The text for today is the psalm, Psalm 52, or 50, 45 verse 2, which I read just a moment ago. You are the most handsome of the sons of men. Grace is poured upon your lips, therefore God has blessed you forever. Dear friends in Christ, that picture that you see in the background is Werner Salman's Head of Christ. It is the all-time most reproduced image of Jesus. I am sure that we had one at East Lutheran Church in Grenfell, Saskatchewan when I was growing up. I remember this picture in almost every church that I had visited when I was a kid and many times in the homes of my Christian friends, Catholic or Protestant, probably not the Calvinists. And I do remember as a boy seeing this picture and thinking, that is a handsome Jesus. As I got older into my teenage years and came into my sense of humor, I started to call that picture Norwegian Jesus. It sounded better than handsome Jesus, I suppose. I considered that the light-haired, light-eyed, light-skinned Jesus to be a handsome Scandinavian. Not that all Scandinavians are good-looking, although the Scandinavians amongst us here at Riverbend certainly represent the good-looking ones well. When I was a boy, I would see that picture and I would think, that looks like a pleasant Jesus. This is a Jesus that hears my prayers and will give me what I want. That was my childish theology. God, give me what I want. Help me according to my will. Has my theology changed? Well, certainly my understanding of theology has changed, but my sinful nature has not, and still wants God to be the God of my making. I want God to be made in my image. And that image is to indulge me, serve me, give me what I want. Werner Salman's image of Christ touched the minds of many as an easy God to look upon, and why? Because in that image, he is just like us. He could be Buddy Jesus. And for us, that suits us just fine, as long as Buddy Jesus doesn't look into the closet of our sin and point out our faults. Our sinful nature wants a placid Jesus when it comes to the sin of this world. We want a Jesus who will not point out to us the mirror of the law and how ugly we look in it, not keeping even one of God's commands. Now, why all this talk of handsomeness of the Lord? and the ugliness of our sin. Well, the psalm for today says this of the Lord. You are the most handsome of the sons of men. So maybe Salmon was right. But in the scriptures, God warns us about looking upon the face of God. God says to Moses, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you my name, the Lord. But he said, you cannot see my face, for a man shall not see me and live, says the Lord. Behold, there is a place by me where you shall stand on a rock, and while my glory passes by, I will put you into the cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you can see my backside, but you shall not see my face. Jacob, after wrestling with God and not dying, names that place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been spared. Isaiah, seeing God's face, says, 
Woe to me, I am lost. I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell amongst the people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the Lord of hosts. To see God's face is not to see the handsome nature of God, but the holy nature of God. And to see that God is holy and righteous, and that we as sinners cannot stand in the presence of a holy and righteous God and live. Look at people's reaction in the Old Testament to Moses coming off the mountain after speaking with God face to face. The scriptures record when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand, he came down from the mountain and Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because he had been talking with God and the people were afraid to come near him. This sinful assembly of people are afraid because Moses is reflecting the righteous and holy nature of God, God's lawful nature. So Moses covers his face with a veil so as not to frighten the people. In today's gospel lesson, again, we see the face of God revealed to the disciples. And the response again is one of fear, as the gospel writer captures, and Jesus was transfigured before them, and his clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Moses with Elijah, Elijah with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter says to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for Moses, one for Elijah, one for you. For he did not know what to say, Scripture says, for they were terrified. Maybe we should be more terrified. Maybe we don't see enough of our own ugly, sinful nature reflected in the law. As the psalmist says of us, what man can possibly discern his own errors? If we can't even see the depth of our sin and simply confess Sunday after Sunday that we get it wrong in thoughts, words, and deeds, sullied by and saturated with sin, then why should we even look forward to the day when we will see our God face to face? Jesus says, do not fear those who can kill the body, but fear the one who can kill both body and soul in hell. Paul says in Romans, of us as sinners, no one seeks God's face. There is no one with fear of God before their eyes. We see what we want to see, and we love to see a buddy Jesus winking at our sin as we cast an askance glance his way, hoping that he can just ignore this sin or that sin. We would mold Christ into a placid pal. Jesus saying to us, don't worry about breaking the commands. I got it. Yet, as the psalmist writes of Jesus, you are the most handsome of the sons of men. It's probably better read like this or translated like this. Your beauty, O King, the Messiah, exceeds that of the sons of Adam. Is the writer here, the psalmist, like Werner Salman trying to capture the handsome visage of the Messiah, or does he mean something more? If Jesus is more beautiful than all of the sons of mankind, Adam's offspring, what makes him different? You are more beautiful than mortals, so says the psalmist, and why? Because you did something that man cannot do. Paul says in the letter to the church in Corinth, since we have such a hope, we are very bold, not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face so that the Israelites might not gaze at the outcome of what was being brought to an end. We are bold, bold in Christ, bold because Jesus did something beautiful. He brought the fear of the law and the power that it held over us to an end. Paul says, not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face 
so that the Israelites might not gaze at the outcome of what was being brought to an end. And what was being brought to an end? The condemnation of mankind, the death of us, the ministry of the law of God brings, despite the fact that the law is good and glorious, reflected in the face of Moses, brings death. And it ends when Christ acquits the condemned sinner. Our hope is not in the law, or ourselves, or the will of man, or our kindness, or our progression towards being something better. Our hope is in Christ alone, who came and veiled himself in the flesh so that he might accomplish what the sons of Adam could not. Christ took on flesh so as to cover his glory so that he might fulfill the law in our place. If we relied on the law for our salvation, we would stand condemned. As Paul states so clearly, for to this day, when they read the old covenant, that same veil remains unlifted because only through Christ is it taken away. Yes, to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Christ veiled himself in the flesh to lift the veil on God's love. Christ doesn't wink at sin. He paid for it. God doesn't sweep sin under the rug. God paid for it. God is not your pal. He's your Savior and Lord. So now we might say, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. You want to see the love of God? It is not in the face of Salmon's painting, but on the bloody crown of thorns that hung on our Savior's face. Our beautiful God is not a buddy God, but a bloody God. Gory and wrecked on the cross for your sake. Isaiah says he had no form or majesty that we should look at him. No beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. As one from whom men hid their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. So what makes him beautiful? Jesus came for you, took on flesh for you, fulfilled the law of God for you. He died for you, paid for your sin, was wounded for your transgressions, crushed for your iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought you peace, and with his stripes you are healed. Grace is poured from the lips of Jesus on the cross as he says of his crucifiers, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. To the criminal... On the cross beside him, he says, Today you will be with me in paradise. And to us, and a world filled with sinners, he says, It is accomplished. That's what makes him so handsome. More handsome than the sons of Adam. Because the sons of Adam could not save themselves, so God sent a second Adam, his son, who offers salvation to us all. Jesus is the image of God the Father, love incarnate, bloody and bruised on the cross. But he conquered sin and death, and now he veils himself in bread and wine for you to give us his flesh and blood to eat and drink for the forgiveness of sins and to strengthen your faith unto life everlasting. God and Christ does say to you, don't worry about your salvation. I got it, and I give it to you. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. 
Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.